Hey everyone, welcome back to the Deer Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Durr. Thank you for tuning in this week. I have a special guest in the studio with me, and his name is Tony Sangelosi. Tony is a moderately new bow hunter, but he is an absolute gear nut just like me, and we take a deep dive into climbing sticks in this conversation. So if you are in the market for a new set of climbing sticks or wondering if there's something out there better for you, stay tuned to the end of the episode. It is a really fun conversation. Great to have Tony in the office with me. Real quick, it is scrape week. It is officially scrape week here at Exodus. We are ramping up the content all around hunting scrapes. This is an absolute monster time of year to kill a mature whitetail on a scrape so if you haven't already make sure you're subscribed to our youtube channel we have an upload every single day for the next month or two and make sure you're tuning in to trail cam radio we're going to have a bunch of great conversations all geared around hunting scrapes but for now let's get into today's episode All right, everyone, I'm back in the saddle again, so to speak, with good buddy Tony Sangelosi. Tony, thanks for coming in today. Hey, no problem. I see what you did there with the back in the saddle. I yeah, I yeah I've, been, I've been thinking of that all night. <laughs> so I'm excited to have uh, a fellow uh, gear junkie in the studio with me today to talk about climbing sticks. Uh, that's where this conversation is going to head. But first, Tony, for those who aren't familiar with who you are, kind of give a little background. Sure. So uh, I'm uh, from Youngstown, born and raised, we'll talk technically Austin town. And uh, uh, I'm a fairly new hunter. I've been hunting now for, um, I think, seven years and actually got into it because uh, my daughter was in an after school program and uh, came home and said, hey, <clears throat> hey uh, I shot a bow today and it was pretty cool. And I, you know, I, I grew up, uh, like I said, in Austin town, but my grandparents were uh, from North Jackson. So, you know, definitely used to the country, uh, shot guns, shot a bow, you know, growing up a little bit, but never really got into it. And then um, she said, uh, hey, you think I can uh, ask Santa for a uh, bow for Christmas? And I said, sure. So went to the uh Santa store with my wife <laughs> and I said uh hey let's get uh let's get Isabella a bow and uh might as well get myself one too you know so she has something to somebody to do that with and uh you know so we started shooting and you know I a- absolutely you know just fell in love with shooting a bow without even thinking about hunting I just like to shoot um and then my boss uh, at the time Bill uh big hunter you know always tried to get me into it and uh I would never listen and then uh you know I said hey go give it a shot and second time out I shot a my biggest buck to date no way. and yeah first time it was like literally my second sit and uh, I mean I I remember after shooting that buck you know I practiced you know shooting but then I was like I now what do I do? You know, <laughs> like so I'm on YouTube trying to field dress this deer, starting oh, wow. and starting and stopping. Yeah, because I, I didn't grow up. Uh, I have a couple cousins who hunt, but you know, my dad never hunted. My grandpa never took me hunting, so I, uh, I didn't know what to do after I shot this deer. So That's I incredible. literally, <laughs> I had a knife and I, I watched a Steve Ranella video. Um, I would start it and then pause it. 
caught a little bit and started, stop it. And then, uh, luckily I had a friend with me there to, uh, to kind of finish up. Uh, he happened to, uh, he works in the meat department oh, and, perfect. um, giant Eagle. So like perfect. he knew the cuts at least. And yeah. then, you know, I wasn't even going to mount it. And, um, when I took it to the, uh, taxidermist he said uh you know people sometimes never shoot this size deer their whole lives you better get this thing mounted and then you know after that uh like with anything i do i'm like full in i need to know why i need to do the research i need to know what else is out there i mean i went full overboard into this and uh you know now it's been one of the one of the coolest uh things that i've gotten into and i'm just an absolute addict when it comes to bow hunting so awesome yeah that's um i mean that's not as similar as my story, but I'm also fairly new to bow hunting. But my first buck with a bow is also my biggest buck. Really? Yeah. Huh. And it's it's him right there. Oh wow. But um <laughs> that's really cool. The power of YouTube is really incredible. Yeah. So now you find yourself, um I've I found you <coughs> we kind of met from mutual friends mm-hmm. and you are a gear junkie. How did you become so obsessed with your gear and yeah. hunting mobile. Yeah, so um started off with a uh with just a double ladder stand. Um me and my daughter, you know, I wanted something we both could do. Um I actually shot my buck um out of a, a ground blind, um which was cool, but you know, uh, when I watched everybody on TV, everybody was out of stands. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I must be doing something wrong, so let me let me get a stand. So we got a, a double ladder stand, and um, I noticed that every time I would sit, like, it would take a half a day, because, again, I was new. I didn't know what I was doing. It would take a half a day or a couple hours at least to get this thing set up, and then once I would hunt it, you know, the deer would be 50 yards off to my left or 100 yards off to my right, and I never could could get on the deer the way I wanted to. So sure. then I started with, uh, you know, bought a couple lone wolf um stands and um you know put those up and those helped a little bit but i am terrified of heights mm. i mean even to this day i'm terrified of heights so fast forward um a couple years of hunting shot a couple more deer um you know and then i watched a video on saddle hunting and the first time that i put that saddle on i had never felt so safe in a tree and again uh, i can go hang a, a tree stand right now and i will probably freeze at the top i mean i like rethink life i might as well just jump and end this uh it's bad i hate heights even on a ladder at home cleaning the gutters rather pay somebody than get me up there but when i put that saddle on man you know being attached the whole time um you know it evolved to now i'm super aggressive when i go into hunts i'm super aggressive you know going after deer because i don't have that fear anymore yeah sure that's that's also really similar um i hate heights yeah. and i would sit in that tree stand or that hang on and i would look down and there'd be nothing around me Mm-mm. and i'd be like man i just like it's got to be another way yeah and you have that harness on and you you like i still would find myself making my movement so slow and i'd be like grabbing the tree I'm like, man, I, I got to like, something's got to give here. Yeah. I started hunting from the ground because I was like, man, I just hate being in a tree. <clears throat> sure. And then I started working at Exodus and Chad was hunting out of a saddle. And I was like, man, this thing seems pretty cool. Same thing, sat in it. And I was like, wow, I, the entire time I'm climbing this tree, I'm attached. I get up there and I feel like I'm attached. Yep. I know feel that, that I'm attached on a tree stand, but I feel it. Right. And I'm like, okay, this is way more safe. I find myself 
hunting at higher heights comfortably, but I also find my find that in a saddle I don't have to hunt as high. Hundred percent. And and you're hidden. Yeah. And it gives me that, um, the confidence to be there. So yeah. when I was in a tree stand, my first, and, and I know this is so terrible to say, and I probably shouldn't admit this, but, uh, when I first started hunting with my daughter, I didn't even know harnesses were a thing. Mm. I, I would, me and her would go up there just willy nilly. And I remember one day we were, uh, you know, I didn't look at the weather. I, I just went out and hunted, you yeah, know, right. every single day that I had off, I was out there regardless. I mean, my, my wind could be blowing right at the deer and I'd be like, I must have a bad spot or something, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'd be up there with no harnesses. And then, uh, once I discovered a harness, I'm like, man, what, what was I doing? But yeah. again, I had no idea. I thought you just climbed up there and tried to shoot something and that was that. But yeah, the, the, the saddle when I first, uh, and it is challenging at the beginning, you know, I, I, the biggest thing, if I had to do this all over again with getting into the saddle would be, um, practicing, climbing practicing setting up and 100 percent more effort into shooting yeah um because it is different to shoot from a from a saddle um but again i uh you know it's just the the being able to to be mobile and hunt wherever you want to hunt now um and the safety aspect i don't i don't think there's anything to to get me back to hunting under tree stand yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I'll either hunt from the ground or out of a saddle. Um, what is your go top to bottom your entire saddle setup? Sure. So uh, it's going to sound like I'm a poster boy for Tethered, uh, but uh, Tethered was the first company that I had used um, with a saddle. Um, I think that they were probably the biggest company at the time, and probably still are now. Um, oh, yeah. There's a couple definitely that are uh, making a run at it, but uh, I started with a um, a Phantom. Um, I started with uh, both of their ropes, both of their pouches. Um, I started out with uh, the Rope Man. Um, I've since moved on. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was kind of the, the setup at the beginning. I ran, I bought their, um, uh, what other saddle did I buy? Theirs? I bought their Menace, and then I, I run now their uh, Phantom XL, which is the most comfortable. And I really like that uh, because the, I love the material of the Phantom, but I like having the bigger space of the XL. So sure. I run that. I run the uh, eight millimeter ropes uh, with the Kong ducks, um, both pouches, uh, my sticks. Now I kind of, uh, I probably have eight. I wrote them down. I have eight different sticks at home. Um, but the, the one sticks in the EWOs by far um, have been the lightest, the most quiet and the, the best for me. Um, and uh, the, uh, his strap I have, you know, that's where I hang my bow off of my, my pack. Um, and then I run the Eberly stock X2 as far as the pack goes. So. Yeah. You have, a, um, some of our setup is similar and some of it's completely different and they both work the exact same way. Sure. They're light and they're efficient. And that's what I, I respect out of anyone's setup is when it's efficient and they're not clunky and they're organized. 100%. Um, you got it, you got it going on. So, uh, you mentioned the sticks, and that's what we want to talk about today. Sure. You've run a handful of sticks. I've run a handful of sticks. Um, climbing sticks are something that you should not overlook in your setup. I think it's really important to be confident in your sticks, and also they need to be a great stick for the style that you hunt. 100% There's agree. different sticks for everyone, and everyone's style fits something differently, whether you're tall, you got long legs, or you're short and you got short legs. Yep. Or however, 
um, however you're hunting, your stick needs to fit you. Sure. And I've gone through a five or six different sets before I found what I like to run, and you kind of have a similar um, similar strategy there. So let's kind of – I'm going to list the sticks that I've ran. Sure. And then you list the sticks that you've ran, and then we'll kind of go pros and cons of both. Sure. And then we'll talk about why we landed on what we landed on. Excellent. So – I started, when I started becoming mobile, my first set of sticks were the XOP sticks. That's on my list as well. They were the, um, the, the long. The three-step? Yeah, the long sticks, and I don't even know what they call them, but they had the um, the steps would. Alternate. Al- yep, yeah, alternating steps. Terrible idea. But they lock. The, the reason I ran them was because they locked together. How they attached yep. with the one step going over top and then cinching them in. Yeah, the. The locking mechanism that kept them together was why I was running those. Sure. They just uh, transported easier. Yep, I agree. But um, then I went to the Lone Wolf Custom Gear um, double steps, and those were what I ran last year. Shorties? Yeah, the short 14-inch double steps. I just didn't like having a single alternating step. I liked having two. Two, man. I can't. I burns that one leg out, man, when you're trying to do something. You yeah, know? you're not on a level surface. Yeah, I don't and like then it. when you're coming down, you have to, when you're setting them up, you have to be so cautious to, like, okay, this step goes here, this step goes here, this step goes here. And then if you switch them up. Too much to think about. Yeah, I just yep. want to set the sticks on the tree and climb. Yep. And then the same thing when, and, and I hate to go off topic a little bit, but even when I set my platform up, I don't want to be here. Yep. You know, one step, uh, I need, I want both feet on. I want my lineman's belt back. I want to be able to lean back. I want to be comfortable, and I want to set my platform. I don't want to have to take another step and another step, and then stepping down onto the step. Mm-hmm. Okay, do I have? Is it my right one that's higher, or is it my left one? And then no, I I can't think in the moment. It's dark. You know, my adrenaline's going probably at the time. I don't. Want, it's not something I want to think about. Yeah, and for me, it's efficiency. I just want yeah, to be. Yeah, I want to 100%. be efficient. So, um, I. Ran those stick those sticks. I bought those sticks, and when I bought those, I was testing a bunch of other ones. Uh, my uncle bought the Shakar sticks, oh, which yeah. are they're nice sticks. Sure, um, I'll get into my pros and cons of that later. And then I have kind of switched to the Beast Gear sticks this year. I have the short ones as well. I'm a short guy. I don't need sure. um, really long. And like I said, I'm I'm not trying to get 50 feet in the air. I need to be. 15, 18 feet, and I'm pretty good. Yeah, so I can do that with the four short sticks and an eighter. But um, what are the some of the sticks that you're going to talk about? So the tethered one stick is uh, is by far the that's what's on my bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like that stick for a couple reasons. One, um, the standoff is really good. They have a great bite um, into the tree and the Dynalock system. So I've struggled with a couple other sticks using daisy chain, using, um, you know, a ton of different attachment method methods. And, you know, I, I settled on the daisy chain um, for a long time, but, like, depending on the tree, you would be in between loops. Sure. And there was a couple different ways I would tie it where it would kind of pull it out. But that, that one stick, that Dynalock system, you know, you can – you can attach it, and once it bites in the tree, I mean, you got a couple inches of movement once you set it, and you're good to go. Um, being a pound uh, helps out as well because I run, you know, four sticks because I'm not a tall guy, and I but I do like to get as high as I can up there. Um, but I run a, uh, a three-step eighter on the first stick, um, and then with the other three, it puts me kind of where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the EWO stick, was, that was like the first 
big purchase that I made when it came to sticks. You know, they're they're kind of in line with all the other uh, Highline um, sticks, but what I like about those is how customizable they are. Dano over there is, uh, first of all, his customer service is probably one of the best in the business. But secondly, you can build those sticks however you want. Different uh, distances between step to step. Um, you can, a uh, different attachment method. You can have a buckle. He can send you a daisy chain. You can add a platform up top. So um, that was, uh, th- those sticks I still switch in and out. Um, but the tethered ones are probably the, uh, what are in the bag. Um, the most, I think, affordable sticks on the market that aren't terrible um, are the Hawk Heliums and the APIs. Uh, I liked the Hawks were like the first stick that I had that I was mobile with. Yeah, I, I skipped those. I forgot that I had those, <laughs> okay. but I, I did. That, those were my first like mobile step yeah. after the XOPs. Yeah, I, I like them, you know, again, double step. Um, they stacked okay. Um, they weren't super noisy. They weren't also the lightest in the world, but that was kind of like my first um, mobile, I guess, like kind of like you they're said. They're good like interest stick, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. they're 140 bucks for four of them for no the doubt. long ones or 100 bucks for the short ones. Yep. So it's a really good way if you're running something that's super heavy yep. and you want to get more mobile, that's a good way to so, um, transition. Yeah, it. so I actually have those um, at a couple spots. Um, I hung them and just left them. Yeah. You know, those are the kind of the ones where, you know, hey, I've, I've identified a pattern here. It's not something I want to pack in and out to, but if I see something on camera, you know, it's a pre-hung set that I can just get in and sure. you know what? Hey, if somebody steals them, it's 130 bucks. Yeah, it's crappy, but it's not like somebody stealing my one sticks or my EWOs, you know? Sure. So, um, and then there was, a, I did have the Lone Wolf, the old school, the brown ones, mm-hmm. um, alternating steps. Those were super light. I really like those. They bit good. They stacked good. Um, but th- that alternating step, I just, it's super annoying to me. So And they're really long. Yeah. Yeah, the those step, two. The sticks are really long. Yep. Excuse me. Um, other than that, I did have the... Uh, River's Edge makes a three-step, um, super loud, super heavy. Uh, they're they're you know a hundred bucks or something like that, or maybe even less for three of them. Um, but again, if you have private land, it's perfect. Yeah, you, you can know, set them, set and forget them, them, forget them. You know, change a strap every year and and go from there. Um, I also had the XOP, like I said, and then um, there's also a uh, it's called a big game quick stick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically you assemble them. Right, you assemble the steps and you assemble the sticks. So you you hang a section, climb on it, and then somebody hands you up. You hang another section. So it's just a you have to have a straight tree, but they go straight up and there there's twenty foot yep, the that you can get section. up there. Yeah. Yep. Um, so again, that's another you know private property. Hey, perfect thing. You know, get you legitimately twenty foot. Yeah. And you know they're they're pretty cheap. So that's kind of that's kind of my rundown there. All right. Well, let's um let's kind of dive into why we are not using the ones that we're not using and why we're using the ones we are using a little bit more in depth. Sure. Um, like I said, the ones, the one stick that almost got me, the one stick that was like, you're really, really close was the Shakar stick. And they're nice. They have really nice standoffs. Yeah. They stack together really well. They are super light, super mobile, super packable. But the thing that I don't like about them is the fiddle factor. That knob that you oh, have to twist yeah. to unlock the step mm-hmm. and rotate it into place, and then you and have to pull it, it again. Yeah, pull it away. Too much. Yeah, it's the it's what we were talking. Like what I preach is efficiency, and when you're 
putting that on the tree, it's not that hard. But where it gets uh, to be a headache is when you take it off the tree and you pack them back together. The knob has to be tightened a certain direction. It has to be tightened so much. If it's tightened too much, that won't unlock. And it has to go a certain direction. It was like the fiddle factor for that was just like, man, you almost had it. Yeah. So I talked to, um, I think it's Matt over there that makes that stick. And I talked to him and I almost bought, he does give you an option to buy them fixed, the steps fixed. Okay. Just like a regular uh, double step. But when you do that, you lose all of the advantage of the stackability uh. because their standoffs are they're big, and they just don't stack that well when they're sure. fixed. So those for me, I I went through a transition with – I know I'm jumping around, but I, I went through a transition with my sticks to where I believed that being mobile and packable was the number one um, priority. Sure. I was, like, trying to be light, mobile, packable. I almost sacrificed climbability because I was like, well, they pack really nice. Mm. So that's why the Shakar sticks were out because they didn't pack really nice. Sure. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to run these. Uh, Obviously, I talked about the XOPs were just way too big, bulky, loud, heavy. Um, They are more of a private land type of set and forget stick for me too. I do have a couple sets of those, and if I get in a pinch, I do have a set that I might use. Um, and then the stick that I kind of landed on last year was the Lone Wolf Custom Gear Double Steps. Yep. Super light and extremely packable. There's nothing made right now that packs better as a double step, fixed sure. double step. Um, I don't remember how tall they are when all four are stick to get stacked together, but it's like six inches. Yeah, it's not very much, huh? Yeah, it's it's tiny, and it, the way that I would attach my sticks was I'm carrying them underneath my pack. Sure, like and like horizontally, like perpendicular to your body. Yeah. Okay. And they, it was like they weren't there. They didn't. Um, all the other sticks that would like kind of get in the way, they'd swing, they'd hit off your back. Those ones were so compact that I could take them anywhere, anyhow, and I would be fine. Hmm. And that was kind of like, okay, this is the stick. As soon as they released them, I was like, I'm buying that. These are it. They're light, and the problem with those sticks is uh, the standoffs are a bolt. It's not a traditional standoff with, like, hmm. teeth. Yeah. It's just a bolt that has a square end, and the square end of the bolt digs into the tree and acts as your teeth. Hmm. However, if your tree is not level, it's a pain in the rear hmm. end because you'll have that stick and the top a standoff will be only on one side. Sure. The bottom standoff will be only be on the other side. Oh, that's not um, good. You could, you could uh, get yourself in a position where if you if your tree was a little bit crooked, it just wouldn't work right. Sure. You could still climb the tree, but the confidence I didn't have enough confidence to climb that safely, and I would like step on it, especially if it was a hard bark tree where you need really good standoffs to get right. in it. They just would slide. And I ran those with daisy chains. Um, we talked; you were talked about how if you're in between daisy chains, it can kind of be a pain. Sure. And there's the method to where you turn the stick sideways, right? Go to the next daisy chain, turn the stick back. It's effective, and it can get daisy chains really, really tight. But again, it's a fiddle. Don't want to mess with it's it. A, yeah, it's a fiddling Don't thing. Don't want to mess with it. I, I. Ran those all year last year, and I was still convinced. I was like, this year I'm going to run those. They're just so packable. And then 
we went and recorded a Whitetail Cribs episode with Dan Infault, mm-hmm. and I got my uh, hands on the beast sticks. Mm-hmm. And that was enough, huh? Yeah, I mean, so it was kind of a it was a funny process. Um, I got the, Chad has run the beast sticks for the last three years, but he has the full length ones. I didn't want full length sticks, so yeah. I never considered them. They released the minis, and I was like, well, I already have a mini stick. I don't need new sticks. Right. These work fine. Then you <laughs> go, yeah, then you go record <laughs> uh, some podcast and a Whitetail Cribs episode at where these sticks are made. They give you demonstrations. They show you everything. And I'm like, oh, my God, these things are legit. Like some the way they climb and the trees that you can get in with because sure. the standoffs are absolutely fantastic. I haven't touched a standoff better. Um, the shikars are similar. The EWOs are similar. Yeah. But the teeth on those beast gear sticks are just oh, cut you, dude. They're they're serious. They actually had the first standoffs they sent out. They had to um, people had to file them down because they were oh, too they sharp. Oh, they were too sharp. Holy crap! Yeah. Um, people were cutting themselves on them. But what kind of pulled me was they offer a transport system that's a piece of all thread. The sticks have holes in them. Okay. And that all thread goes through the holes. And then there's a another attachment piece on the bottom, and you screw them together, so they're extremely tight together. Hmm. And I was like, okay, this those don't stack as good as my custom gear sticks, right. but it'll work. Sure. Uh, they were still a little bit, um, they weren't as compact as I would have liked, but I was like, okay, this is gonna work. So my first couple hunts, I used that piece of all thread, and then um, Chad was like, why don't you just use a gear tie? Because my problem with that piece of all thread was once you take that off at the base of the tree, now your sticks aren't together. Mm. You hang so one you cl- okay. You hang one on the tree, now you just have three loose sticks. Just banging around, huh? Yeah. So um the as you do, I would hook one stick on one side, one stick on the other side, and I would like try to hang the other stick on a limb if I had a limb, or sure. I would put them on top of the other stick that was already hung. You ever gear tie them too? Yeah. To any of the loops? Okay. Yeah. Um I mean it was fine that way. I have a carabiner s beaners on the side and i have paracord loops on each stick and i would just loop them there and they would be fine that way but i just wanted to keep them all together and i only wanted to operate with one at a time yeah and i use this gear tie now and i take the biggest night eyes gear tie they make and i loop each stick individually to each other that's a good idea yeah it works really really well and the efficiencies there the fiddle factor is non-existent. Sure. You unloop it. You have one stick. You put it on the tree. All the rest of your sticks are still attached to each other on the side. They're not making any noise. So then I went uh, I went that route, and I will just kind of um, – I'm on the Hunting Beast Gear website right here. I'll just kind of give the specs. While you're pulling that up, one thing that you touched on real quick that uh, that is so important that I think people um, – hopefully they, they realize is – it doesn't matter if you use your uh, River's Edge three steps or tethered ones or the B sticks or whatever. If you're confident with that setup and you know that you have this routine that every time you hit the tree, you do the same thing, that that's what should be most important, I sure. feel. Um, and putting your hands on as many products as you can because I I can't tell you how many times, and again, I, I know I like to excessively buy hunting <laughs> gear, but um, I wouldn't be as confident as I am every time that I go out to the tree had I not tried all of these sticks. Yeah, because how do you know there's not something better? There, 
I mean, it, and there there always is. I yep. mean, you're going to get to a point where you're like, hey, I'm comfortable this or that. But then, you know, the cool thing about having such a competitive industry that we're in is that somebody's going to make something more cool than what you have now. And then the next year, somebody's going to come out with something even better. And it's it's okay to to upgrade, but at the end of the day, you have to you have to say exactly what you say. You know, I, I have taken the fiddle factor. I've taken all these things out of the equation. This is my stick. Yep. Right. Yeah, and um, the way the climbing stick market is, if you make that investment and you don't like them, they will sell that day. (laughs) Yes. They will sell that day for the full price that you bought them. Yeah. Because all these sticks that we're talking about, they sell Sell out. Sell out quick. And you can sell them for full price used in a day. Yep. People want the the – they're very good sticks and people want them. So if you make that initial investment and you're like, man – I'm going to pay $100 a stick. Yeah, if not and, more. Yep, and if they don't work, oh, I'm screwed. screwed. <laughs> yep. So You're not, though. No, they will sell like hotcakes. And you know what? Call me. You know, yeah, you yeah. Don't like, give, me a, give me a call. We'll work something out. I'm sure. Heck, yeah. Um, so I have the Beast Gear sticks pulled up here. I'm just going to run through the specs real quick. Uh, they're 20 inches total height, 18 inches between the steps. They're two pounds each with your buckle. 1.7 pounds without the fastening strap, the buckle strap. I don't use the buckle strap. I use a rope mod, Do you? so it's a little bit lighter. Sure. Um, 1.7 pounds. It's respectable. Yeah, it's not. It's not like. It's not the one stick. Right. But it's not the XOP. But I felt them too, and they're not. They're not. Yes, they're not that. Yeah. Um, and and to be honest with you, I mean, you you're not going to tell a half a pound difference on a stick. Like yeah, you're not going to be like oh. Oh, I'm just disgusted with this half a pound I'm feeling right now. You well, know, it's it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> well, that's that's true, but the average Joe does not feel that. Sure. So uh, that's kind of the 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 important um, the important specs of those sticks. That's what everyone cares about: how much do they weigh and how big they are, and how do they pack and how do they climb. These things climb incredible. Yeah. I haven't stepped on a stick that I'm more confident in uh to this day i ha there's some other ones that i want to try i want to try the timber ninjas yeah uh the carbon sticks i've, uh, I've really tried nice. those i want to try those out again i think the packability is going to miss me there but yeah so so f- right now october 22nd 2021 the stick of the year for me is the beast gear stick um i want you to talk about in depth the ewos and the tethered one sticks um in like extreme depth as to why one is always on your pack and one is not. Sure. Um, is I know you want me to go in depth, but I'm going to be a hundred percent honest of why the tethered stick is on my pack versus the EWO. And it's, it is something as simple as the tying method. That okay. Dynalock system does it for me. Explain what that is. So instead of having to find a loop um, with a daisy chain or something like that. Tethered has came out with a, this Dynalock system. Um, and if anybody's ever used a daisy chain, and you're, you're in the middle of holes, right? And sometimes you can't get that, that proper bite. You know, you have a tree you want to go up, you have the right bark. I mean, everything, uh, everything is going great. And, and that dang stinking loop on that daisy chain is a pain. And I don't want to run a buckle. I don't. Now, I do run a buckle on my platform. But I don't want to run it on my stick. So um, what Tether just came out with is it's basically a um, it is locked in the dead center of the stick and it has um, am steel on it. And you run it around the tree and you basically 
you loop it around there one time and you run it in an X pattern. So you run the, the AM steel up and then over, down, and then over, and then you set that stick. So in the past, when you're running, like I said, a daisy chain, you know, you may find a loop and you're going to, that thing may drop a foot mm -hmm. before it sets into the tree. And now, you know, you kick it a little bit That's or you, you move off. Yeah, yeah. You're going to, it's going to kick off and then now you're in trouble. Um, the, the weight and everything was super attractive on these sticks. They look great. They, um, I mean, it, they, they pack well, the standoff's good, but the selling feature to me was, man, I get an, once I set that thing on a tree, I get an inch or two of movement. It sets and it does not move at all. I mean, we've taken, uh, we've taken these things off the Dynalock and these things are still bitten in the tree. Um, so that's really the. That's really the selling point uh, for me was that that Dynalock system. And what I like about that is, the it's efficient. It's efficient. It's every simple, time same thing. And it's you can't efficient. screw it up. And it's quick. Yep. And you loop, wrap loop, it loop, around, loop. Whoop, set. Yep. Go to the next one. And if you if you I know it's it's kind of hard to describe. I probably didn't do a very good job um, on audio of how to do this, but I really challenge you to take the, take a second to Google the one stick and see what I'm talking about. Um, because it is it is fantastic. You now, guys have visuals on your YouTube channel, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. If you go to Roseborg TV, um, the YouTube channel, we did a full review on the uh, on the one sticks, and uh, that was the day they sold me. I mean, they're they are tough to get. You you can find them when they come out, but um, you know, be patient because there is a uh, there is another stick rumored, uh, a more affordable version of the one stick that'll be coming out very very soon. So. Um, you know, hang tight for that. Um, but yeah, the EWOs, uh, they, they were great. They have a, actually a little bit bigger standoff than, um, than the tethered, uh, sticks. So I use those, um, for the last, last year I used those, the tethered sticks I've started using this year. The EWOs were great. The only thing that I don't like about those is, you know, the way that they stack, you have to, first of all, you have to put a stealth strip on there. You have to put some type of, of extra layer because they will not, it, when they come to you, they will not stack. You have to add something to be able to put them uh, together. But if I had the tethered stick and I had the EWO, both very quality sticks, both probably top, you know, top three sticks, probably or four sticks on the market in my opinion. But that Dynalock is the main reason why I choose that over the EWO every time. And, and, and how I pack my sticks um, with the Eberly stock, so I will have two sticks on one side, two sticks on the other, my platform in the middle, snap everything together, and then boom. It is not wider than the pack on my back. It's not knocking into stuff. It's not hitting trees. It's not snagging on limbs. Um, so when I get to the tree and I unsnap it, uh, on my saddle, I have a carabiner in the back. I hang my platform on. So then I get to the tree. I use a three-step aider. I'll put the stick on the tree, climb up, then put my lineman's belt on, you know, and climb the rest of the way up. So um, the packability of the one sticks have been great too. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. If the EWO stick had the Dynalock system, would it be a better stick? Or if any, any of the other sticks that you've ran – if they had the Dynalock system, would they be a better stick? Um, it would. They would be close. They would. They would definitely be close. I mean, the the tethered sticks are. I mean, they're one pound. You know, there there's not very much on the market that's one pound. Um, the noise difference between the two. So I sprayed um, rubber uh, 
like truck bed liner on my EWOs, quieted them down a little bit. Uh, once I uh, I had um, foaming uh, expandable, foam. expandable <laughs> foam on my one sticks uh, that you know they're a hollow tube, so yep. it's a pitch naturally, fork. yeah, naturally they're going to be a little noisy. But once I added that expanding foam um, the correct way, uh, <laughs> um, that quieted them down a lot, and I haven't had a problem with them since. So what? Is there anything that you don't like about them? Um, other than the initial noise that came with them, and again, it's not anything different than any other stick out there that would be hollow. You have to um, quiet every stick that you get. You, you, you literally do. They're, but other than that, those pegs were annoying. Um, so that's really the only downfall. I like I like the concept of the pegs. I didn't like the durability of the pegs. The first time I used that stick, I broke one of them things. Speak on how those are... So they're really just caps that go in holes, and it's really tough to describe, but they basically sit on top of each other, and there's a male end that goes into a female end, and it stacks. And then there's another one that stacks, another one that stacks. Um, But uh, there are some some companies like uh, Genesis uh, 3D Printing. He came out with, um, you know, that that dude is so creative. He's got some really cool stuff. I mean, I'm probably, if he pulled his tax records at the end of the year, I mean, I, I... I spent a lot of money with him. I'm trying he, to get him on the podcast. I talked yeah, to him he, yesterday. Super smart dude. Um, I love how creative he is, and he has really a product for for everything. But mm-hmm. I use his uh, the tamers. I mean, I use the his tethered sticks. I've used um, for EWO. They he had a uh, for any one inch tubing. He's got you know anything else that you can think of to attach your sticks to to your body. You know, so he yep. he does a great job over there. Yeah, sure. Um, so I have the. The specs pulled up for the tethered one six. I'm just going to run through those real sure. quick. Uh, we've talked about. Listen, the name of this stick is Dino. tethered. Tethered Go one. Ahead. Dynalite. Dyna, dang it. Well, I'm going to call it Dynalock because that's what I've been telling everybody. Yeah, Dynalite. You messed. Why up would it there. be light and not lock? Because you're locking it in place. Because we're going to have to talk to somebody over at Tethered and get that fixed. Because everyone cares about how much they weigh. That's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so these sticks are. Less than a pound, advertised 15.9 ounces. Um, uh, three of them weigh 2.7 pounds, which is absolutely incredible. Yeah. They're 18 and a half inches total height, 17 inches step to step. Um, they have an eight and a half inch step foot bed, which is the amount of space from the standoff to the end of the step. Sure. Which I have heard is the biggest complaint about that stick is how much foot room you have when you're climbing them. I've never stepped on one. I don't think it would be a problem for me because I wear a size eight and a half boot. So I have small feet in general. So that doesn't really, that's not a deterring factor for me. Sure. I haven't run these sticks and that's basically the only reason I can't speak on them. And that's probably why I'm not using them because I've never got my hands on a set. Yeah. The, uh, just so that, that is, that has been traditionally, like you said, that's, that's been people's complaints, but the EWO sticks have a great standoff. Um, they really, really do. They're, it's the biggest that I've ever I've ever stepped on. Now, I also don't hunt in Alpha Burleys. You know, yeah. like I I hunt in uh, just regular hiking boot and some Reno socks, wool socks, or, you know, something like that. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if it gets down to zero degrees and I'm hunting. I still have a hiking boot on. I don't, I don't, I don't like being... I don't like feeling like I'm I'm not coordinated because of the type of boot that I wear. Sure. So for me, it it doesn't matter. Now, if you're the type who you know you want to wear you know lacrosse boots and you know uh, 
then, yeah, hey, maybe this stick wouldn't be for you. Maybe you need something with a bigger standoff. But for me, it it, it works. Yeah. Um, I can't give specs on the EWO sticks because they're so customizable. Do you, you can literally, that's why I said you can literally do anything with these sticks. Yeah, so you, you like, build your feather stick. You choose yep. the length that you want. You can choose 18, 18 20, 20, 22, yep. 24. You can get it anodized, non-anodized, camo-dipped. Yeah, it's um, legit. The, top can, step. Yeah, your top step, bottom step. Like, you change everything on the thing, so I can't give you a weight, but um, they are... Trust me, they're light. I can promise you they're light, <laughs> no matter what configuration you get from them. I mean, this is, like I said, I think that, you know, in, in my personal opinion, if I had to give top three sticks, uh, would be you know, the tethered, the EWO, and, you know, there's probably a, a I would say, a, probably a three-way tie with Shakir's, you know, or Shakar's, and you have, um, you know, the Beast, there's um, uh, Timber Ninja, uh, those are kind of the players right now, right? Yeah, that's what everyone's after. Um, if I had to break down my top three, I'm going to go uh, Beast Gear, I'm going to probably go those EWOs, I've never climbed with them, but I think... You can take them out. Yeah, I might have to try those out. And then I'd go with the tethered ones as well. Well, you can't rate the tethered if you... You can't rate those two if you haven't used them. Well, they're, from what I've had my hands okay, on... Okay, good call. The, right. We'll allow from, that. From what I've had my hands on previously, what I ran before, they're not as good as the tethered sticks or the uh, EWOs. Sure, sure. I would... Now, I don't want to talk poorly about those custom gear double steps. I do like the steps, the sticks, and if you can deal with those standoffs and you climb a lot of straight soft bark trees, like if you're good, huh? if you're climbing white oaks, I mean, it's a solid stick. It's lightweight and it just packs better than anything I've yeah. ever come across. But yeah, I think um, I think we covered those sticks pretty in depth. I hope we helped someone make a purchasing decision <laughs> if you're if you're looking to get into a more mobile climbing stick or we confused you even more yeah it's I know. one of the two yeah there's so many options out there you know but they're good options that's a great problem to have yeah the, the climbing stick market is it's fun it's fun yeah it's it's for if you're a gear nut uh it's fun to try new things i've found something that works right now so i'm gonna stick with that but i know this off season i'm gonna be calling tony and yeah. saying hey well, there, this is such an important part of your setup mm -hmm. i think that that people I don't think everybody, but I think there are some people that take that overlook this part, and it is it is so un, such an important part of your setup. The same thing with your saddle, and the same thing with your bow. Um, when you have when you add that extra layer of confidence in it, um, as you described, right? Um, any you know the most minimal routine that you can have every single time, it will change the hunt for you. Yeah, sure.
All right, so I think um, I think that covers the climbing stick portion of this conversation. Uh, Tony is kind of the first guest outside of Exodus personnel I had Chad on, but I'm going to start asking guests some rapid-fire questions. If you guys have any suggestions for me to change these questions, please feel free to let me know. But as of right now, Tony, I have four questions for you. Ready. Um, I don't want you to go super in-depth as to why, but I want oh, um, I want, yeah, I want, a, I want an answer that's to the point. Got um, it. First thing, fixed blade or mechanical broadheads? Fixed blade times a million. I will never, ever have another mechanical blade on an arrow. One thing. What is one thing you won't go to the woods without? Um, Outside of the traditional climbing sure. stick saddle, though. I'm going to say my phone, man. I need, I need it for wind direction. I need it for maps, etc. Good answer. Uh, what is one thing that you bought that you thought was going to be great and ended up being disappointing? Um, I'm not going to say the name, but I know I just said my phone, but... I bought probably every hunting app that you mm. possibly can, and there are some really disappointing ones, and a lot of them have all the same information. Sure. And how much does your arrow weigh? Uh, 518 grains down from last year, 634. Ooh, you were <laughs> shooting some adult arrows. Yeah, I was. I, uh, yeah, I, I love tinkering and building building arrows and messing, you know, I, I tune my own bow, and I, 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 I love arrows. They are... Uh, it's one of one of my favorite things to do with with uh, being being a hunter is 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 arrows for sure. Sure. And one last question: as a mobile hunter, as a saddle guy, do you know how much your total weight is taking in? I don't. And I don't care. I love it.